You're listening to a C3 Victory podcast. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au. at the moment is just a fantastic one. We're talking about the Father's house and we've been talking about this whole idea of belonging. And if you didn't get a chance to be here last week to hear Pastor Nate's message, then I would suggest that you jump online and and have a listen because it was just an incredible message and every message has been. Um, I know Pastor Keith preached an incredible message last week at Northwest as well. And there's plenty of resource for you to arm yourself with and to, to just be able to listen to through the week. So why don't you jump online? If you haven't, you won't regret it. Um, I think that one of the most incredible feelings is to belong. Would you agree? Yeah. I love the idea, I love the feeling of belonging. And so I'm excited to round out this part of our series on belonging this morning. We've talked about a bunch of things. I'm just going to do a quick series recap. Are you with me? It's going to be quick. We've got this. Belonging creates community. And community is a place where we celebrate and do life together. For it to be effective, we need proximity, we need consistency, and we need activity. It's a place we choose to belong to, not a place that we are obliged to be at. And last week we looked at the idea of living in covenant, which Pastor Nate touched on this morning, living in covenant with each other, and that we are living in a new covenant, which brings a new commandment that is lived out by a new community. And that commandment is to love. There's a lot in that. That's why it's good to listen back and take notes and do all of that sort of thing. But this morning I have a message to round out this part and it's a simple message. I'm a simple gal. That's good, right? And so we're going to ask the question, why do we need to belong to the house of God? Why do we need to belong in the Father's house? What's so good about this place that you should turn up, treat people like family, be nice, serve, contribute and give? Why is this thing called the house of God, the gathered church, so important for me and everything in my life? Why can I come and expect to find God's best life for me? What's it all about? What am I on about this morning? That's what we're going to ask. What am I on about? So we're going to pray. Let's pray. Mighty God, Lord, I just want to thank you that the idea of belonging is an idea that comes from you. Lord, it's not just this wishful thinking, Lord, that we have in our mind of wanting to belong somewhere, but God, you actually have a purpose for it. And I want to pray, Lord, this morning that you would just just bless this word. I pray, Father, that you would take my words, Lord God, and make them yours. Father, would you just work through me, Lord God? Would you speak to each one of us individually about what it is that you want to say to us today? about belonging, Lord God, and that we would just become a little bit more like you, that we would focus our eyes on you this morning afresh. And God, we continue to pray that you would bless Connor and Lord God, just do a work in him, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. If you've got your Bibles here this morning, would you turn with me to Psalm 92? 
and we're going to verse 12. I don't see much rustling. I think everybody's got their little, their Bible on their phone now. Sometimes it's good, though, to bring our big Bible because it, like, you see it all. I, I don't know about you, but I see it all and I think, oh, my gosh, there's so much to read. And, and I think when we have our phones, I don't know, I just feel like, oh, I, I can only see this tiny bit at a time. There's, I'm not seeing the big picture. So can I encourage you sometimes, even at home, to grab out your big Bible too sometimes. It's a, it's a, um, it will bless you, believe me. And as I've been praying this week... I have been seeking what the Father's heart is for us and his house. And I've been seeking it because there's, I don't want to just bring a message about belonging. I don't want to just tell you what I know or give you my opinion. I actually want to know what the Father's heart is about belonging. I want to know what he wants us to know. What does the Father want for us when it comes to being part of the house of God? And I think that Psalm 92 from verse 12 pretty much sums it up. So we're going to read from there this morning. Are you with me? Psalm 92 verse 12 says, The righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. Planted in the house of the Lord, they will flourish in the courts of our God. They will still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green. I only have a two-point message. Count them. One, two. Two points today. We can do that, right? Come on. I need some energy from you guys. Two points that we are going to cover today. And they're simple points. So you will be able to remember them, but if you want to write them down, then I would suggest you start, get your pen out, get ready to do that. The first point for us today is belonging in the house is good for you. Simple, right? We can remember that. Belonging in the house to the house of God is good for you. Psalm 92 talks about the importance of being planted because it is the Father's desire for us to flourish. The Father's desire for us, us to flourish in every single area of our lives. You can't be planted in the house without belonging. You can't be planted without belonging because being planted brings a level of ownership. It brings a level of commitment and a decision to take root, to take up space, to make it yours, to grow, to stay put. We are, in other words, all in. We've heard that a lot of times, that phrase, all in. We are all in when we are planted. It doesn't mean browsing. It doesn't mean attending. It doesn't mean shopping around. It doesn't mean putting up with or fulfilling an obligation. That is not what planted means. Being planted is means that I am here and I am here to stay. I'm invested. I'm giving. I'm receiving. I'm growing. I am all in, full stop. And in doing this, in making this decision to be planted, God promises that we will flourish. Psalm 92 tells us that. And when we flourish, we bear fruit and we glorify God and we edify others. Not only will we bear fruit in the very early stages of our decision to be planted, but right throughout our lifetime, through our whole life, until we are in our old age, we will continue to bear fruit. So, uh, verse 14 says they will still bear fruit. So it still means that they have been bearing fruit for a long time, from way back when they first started. As uh, I, just, I was so blessed this morning to see Zach Casey up here. 
on the guitar singing because I have this incredible picture of you, Zach, from when you were like this big with a toy guitar up on the stage at Fraser Parade playing your little heart out with the worship team at a point. Does anybody else remember that? Oh my gosh, it was amazing. And so this, from that young age right through to now, Zach is continuing to bear fruit because he's planted in the house of the Lord. What an incredible testimony. And he's not the only one. Yeah, let's give it up for Zach. We love you, Zach. Good job. But he made a decision with his family at that early age to be planted in the house of the Lord. So important for us to teach that to our children. To remain planted in the house of God until we are in our old age is pretty darn amazing. Pretty darn amazing. Because, let me tell you why. We have to work through all the things that happen in church life because we're around people. And it's not always easy. It's not always perfect. I'm here, you're here, and I don't know about you, but we're not perfect. So we're likely going to be uncomfortable with the music sometimes, or maybe we'll be offended. Maybe we will offend someone. I know it wouldn't be any of you, but maybe... You might feel overlooked. I know that I have at times. Or you might see changes to staff or even a change to a building and you have to work through all of that to remain planted in the house. So how does continuing to bear fruit happen? They are still bearing fruit because they were planted, invested and committed. And a commitment isn't real until it's tested. And everybody who was married said, amen. And as we heard last week, they were in covenant together. They got, they got old and the world pressured them, but they still loved Jesus. They served the house. They made meals for people. They prayed for people up close and in private. They kept winning people to Christ. They gave when they were rich and they gave when they were poor. They were invested and planted They were covenant family. This morning, I want to honour some people because we love honouring in this house. And I want to honour some people who are in their more mature ages and perhaps are not up here all the time and maybe you don't see what they do. But can I get anybody who is in our prime or in our gatekeepers ministry, that age group, can you guys stand up for us this morning? Because these guys are planted in our house. Come on, stand up. You guys are planted and we want to honour you this morning because as you are planted and flourishing, you bless us. What an incredible group of people we have. Yeah, come on, let's be way louder than that. These guys are amazing. Amazing. And I can see some of you who are so humble you don't want to stand up. And that's okay. But these are the people who I want. You can't get up, Mark. That's a, Oh, no, no. <laughs> You're hilarious. We love you guys. I want to be like you when I grow up. I do. Because I see the fruit on your life. 
I see the incredible example you give us of being planted in the house and going through so many changes, like even technology changes. We've gone from, you know, reading hymn books to having things on screen and all of these things that you have chosen to work through, even though they've probably not been comfortable at times. You are incredible and you are such a blessing in this house. So thank you for being that example to us. Yeah, come on. You and I need to be planted in the house for our long-term good. Absolutely. You'll get a few quick wins here and there. Some solid burn, sorry, solid slow burn revelation, which will take a while. You'll have a shift in your identity to reflect the truth of who you are. You might get a big breakthrough sometimes and freedom every now and again in different places that you're praying for. And the crazy part is it won't stop. Stick around for long enough and you'll still be bearing fruit in your old age. And I'm not saying that you guys are old. Don't hear that. Mature, absolutely. You're only as old as you feel, right? I still feel 18, so I'm like kicking kicking it in life right now. I love to go home. Anybody else with me? Love going home. After a busy day at work, oh my gosh, just to be able to go home. Or if I've been on holidays and you've been gone for a while, I love just to be able to get back to my house. Or just a day off and spending the day at home. Anybody else? Just, yep, great, a few people. I love going home. It's like, it's where I belong. It's where I feel comfortable. It's where I can, you know, come as I am in my weakness and with all my faults and with all the great things that I do as well, I get to come home and just be me. I get to hang out at home with people. Sometimes not everything goes to plan. Ben and I will sometimes very, very rarely have disagreements. And sometimes my kids will put me into what feels like a catatonic state on the floor. Sometimes we've got heaps of food in the cupboard and sometimes we have very little, but it's home. It's my home. And sometimes we have other people there. Sometimes it's just us. But it's always home. Imperfections and joy included. And I got this feeling in the last couple of weeks that that's how God wants us to feel about coming to his house. And I was really challenged by this thought. He wants us to feel like we're going home, excited, after a week of whatever it's been like, the good, the bad, the fun, the not so fun, to love coming home to the Father's house, where we're all a bit different, and some people annoy you, and you probably annoy others. Again, same thing in the offence thing, probably doesn't really, not you. Where we all are working out what it means to be children of God, on a journey towards fulfilling the purpose on our lives where sometimes we're struggling and we need people to hold up our hands, where sometimes we're on fire and we bring life to those around us, where we are all in it together, sharing lives, meals, struggles, laughs, tears. We're sharing life. And you know, I know that sometimes we don't always feel like this about the Father's house. I'm not going to... I'm being real with you here. That's not always how we feel. 
We don't feel like we're excited to be going home on a Sunday morning. There are, is other stuff that we could be doing. It can be a choice, like Pastor Nate was talking about before, a struggle to get there. Believe me, I know. I have been there before. I know. Oh, my gosh, not a pastor. You can't possibly think like that. Well, you know what? We're human. And sometimes things aren't going according to my plan. Sometimes things aren't working out the way that I want them to work out. And sometimes it can be a struggle. That's not what the Father's heart is for us. God wants us and our heart to be for him and for the house when we gather together. Excited to be going home, to see the family we've chosen as victory. Emotionally invested. Belonging and being planted happens when something is taking up your mental and emotional real estate. When something impacts your heart, your money, your emotions, your conversations, your thought, thoughts. You are passionate, you are in, you are sold out. And when you are passionate enough, you'll pretty much do anything to make it work. Loving the house will never trump our relationship with God. Let me make that very clear. But Jesus tells us that the church is the bride of Christ, his beloved. It must mean that it's pretty important to him. We need to fall in love with the house of God again and again and again. This is what God is building. Jesus only said he'd build one thing, and that's the church. It's us individually, and it's us together. You know, we have an amazing church. Look to the person next to you. Look to the people you do life with. We have an, you are the church. We have amazing people around us. We have a great vision. We have a great future. We have amazing things. We don't get it right all the time. We are not perfect, and we will never be perfect as the church gathered together. But we have an amazing place to belong. We have amazing people around us. And God has a big plan and a big heart for our city and beyond through this body of believers. His heart for each of us is that we would all be a part of that and that we would therefore flourish in that. As we are planted and as we choose to do this at the times when it's tough and at the times when it's not, we are planted and we, are, we know that we will flourish as we are. So that's the first reason that it is good to be a part of the house of God, to belong to the house, right? And the other reason is that being planted or belonging to the house is good for others. It's not just about us. It's about others as well. So we're going to turn to another great passage of Scripture, and it will be up on the screen from Romans 12 to see what the Father's heart is for us as members of the body of Christ. Verses 4 and 5. I know if you've got your Bible, I'm just going to wait a second for you to go there. Romans 12. This whole passage of Scripture, this whole chapter is just incredible in so many ways. And I wish that I had like a whole lot more time to be able to unpack the whole thing with you. Um, but I'm just not going to be able to do that this morning. So we'll just do this a couple of short passages. In verse 4 and 5, it says, For just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We need to remember that we're part of a body. You're not the whole body yourself. You belong to the others, 
and they belong to you. I feel like I should sing that song. I belong to you, you belong to me. Except I don't know the rest of the words, just that bit. And it could be really inappropriate, so sorry about that. If you go back and check out the, uh, the uh, words in there, terrible. Kiri, can you just let me know if I've done something really bad there later on? Um, we all have different functions, but even so, we belong to one another, right? And that can be sometimes a hard thing to think about because I don't want to belong to everybody else. I just want to do my own thing. But that is not God's best for us. When we recognise this and we belong to each other, we realise that there is purpose in being part of the Father's house that goes beyond ourselves and the benefit to us personally. It's not just fulfilling a religious obligation or doing what we think others think we should do or maybe what we feel guilty about when we don't do, but we have greater purpose, people. It's more than showing up. It's more than volunteering. It's more than the things that we often revert to when we think about belonging to church. What is expected of me in order to belong? Sometimes that's what we think. It is about loving the people around you. It is about the outworking of the transformation process that we're all in together and encouraging each other along the way. It's about wanting the very best for the house, for the people of the house. For praying, it's about praying for the house, the leaders and the people. It's speaking life. It is nurturing the parts of the body that are struggling and bringing them back to a state of flourishing again. But we don't and we can't do this in isolation. We need each other to make that happen so the whole world will know. We need each other. We have a purpose. Our purpose is people. And that's what it's always been. God's heart is people. It's always been people. His heart is that it would be for him and the people that he loves you and I, and the people who are not here as well. Our perspective shifts when we understand this, from what can I get from church, what do they owe me, what can they do for me, to what do I have to bring to the Father's house? What's in my hand? If we keep reading in Romans 12, 6 to 8, it says that we all have different things to bring. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy. In accordance with your faith, if it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. These gifts that we bring are not all upfront gifts. There's so many different ones and some of them are not listed there. But when we have the gift of encouragement and we encourage people around us, that is going to be the biggest blessing to those people. When we have the gift of mercy and we show mercy to people around us, that is going to be the biggest blessing to those people that we show mercy to. We each have a different function. You know, recently, um, you know, when you, well, let me just say, when we get invited to someone's house, you normally bring something, right? Usually you'll ask, what can I bring? Sometimes you don't, that's cool. But recently we had some people over for lunch. Yeah, I'm just like, that was a little note. <laughs> recently we had some people over for lunch and I said to everybody, you don't need to bring anything, I've got it covered. Don't worry about it. But every person that came over that day brought something. It was amazing. And it was all stuff that I didn't have. 
or didn't have a lot of, you know, drinks. I've got water, water out of the tap's fine, right? (laughs) Or, you know, we could have done without the delicious ice blocks that we enjoyed thoroughly, but we didn't. We had over and above. We had over and above what we actually really needed because everybody just brought what they had or everybody just brought what they could. And it was an incredible day and we just had an abundance and that's how it feels in the house of God when we just bring what we've got in our hands. It's just what has God put on your life? Bring that to the house of God. Bring that and we will have an abundance of love. We will have an abundance of kindness. We will have an abundance of connection. We will have an abundance of money. We will have an abundance of every everything we could possibly think that we could need because we all have been given things in our hands to bring and use for the glory of God in the house of God. Can I hear an amen? Come on. But let me just clarify something. Because some of you will be thinking, I don't have anything to bring to the house of God. I am struggling right now. You're lucky I'm even here on a Sunday morning. And you know what? We are lucky that you are here because you are part of this house. But you might be struggling and you might be thinking, I've got nothing to bring and I cannot possibly think about what I can bring right now. And the beauty of the house of God is that's okay. Because when you are in a position where you are struggling, when you are in a position where you feel like you have nothing, there are plenty of members of the house of God who can help lift up your hands and encourage you and pull you along and help you to get back to a place where you are flourishing. Because we all have something that we can bring. And we are all in this together. And so when some of us are suffering, when some of us are not doing well, that's when the rest of us band together and go, come on, you've got this. We've got you and we love you. Despite the fact that you feel like you've got nothing to bring this morning, despite the fact that you feel like your world is crumbling apart you, I will bring enough for you. I will bring enough. And in that The great thing is that once you are back up on your feet and you are flourishing again, you're going to need to do that for somebody else down the track. Because we all have moments like that. We all have moments where we feel like we are drained of everything and we have nothing to bring. That's why belonging to the house of God is so important, because we need one another. We need each other. Now, I always like to bring a shoe analogy in. Because we all love shoes, well, I do. We can have one shoe. One shoe is fine and it will function as a shoe and it will be okay. But if we have a pair of shoes, they work a whole lot better together, right? Imagine having one high heel and no shoe on the other foot. That would be ridiculous. Should have done that analogy. That would have been funny for everybody. But we need two shoes. They work much better as a pair. And we work much better when we're all together. We are family. We are in this together. And as it continues on in Romans from verse 9 to 21, it talks about love, love in action, practically. Love must be sincere. Hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honour one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervour, serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need and practice hospitality. And it just keeps going. 
The way we practice love is going to benefit the people around us, in and out of the house, here and the people who are not here yet. We belong to the house, the house of the Father, because it is his desire that we know our very best life and that others know their very best life. And being planted in this house, in, a, in the house of God, in his house, it brings glory to him. It causes us to flourish and it helps others to flourish too as they are blessed through us. We shift from this mentality of I'm here to I'm in. From this place where we're going to church to being part of our church, to being a part of my family. That's the shift that we need to make. Maybe you've already made that shift and that's awesome. You know, there's another shift then that goes from just I'm in and I'm here and it's family to, okay, let's do this, let's build. And we're gonna keep building on that next week. But today my challenge for each of us is this. If you don't feel like you are planted and that you belong, that you are in boots and all, then I want you to look, sorry, if you do feel like you are, that you are in, boots and all, if you feel like you are in, then I want you to look around you. And I want you to find some people who maybe don't feel like that. Maybe some people who are struggling. Maybe it's new people who haven't been here long. Maybe it's people who have been here for a really long time, but are just not all in yet. Look around and find the people who God has encouraged you to encourage, to get alongside, to help them feel like they belong. Get outside your comfort zone. Grab the people around you. Ask the Holy Spirit to direct you, direct your gaze, direct your step to the people who you need to build into. If you feel like you are not all in right now and you struggle just to get here on a Sunday, you know, there is no condemnation in that. There is none. Not from me, not from anyone sitting in this congregation, there is absolutely none. But I would ask you to seek the Father. I would ask you to seek Him because there is more for you. God loves His house. And I believe that as you seek Him, He will take you on a journey at your own pace to fall in love with the house again as well. And to fall in love with the people around you again as well. And it might take a little bit of time, but we're here. We're not going anywhere. We love you. We want to bless you through that journey. We want to talk to you through that journey. We want to hold your hands up when you need it. Because our heart aligns with the Father and we want to see you flourish just as He does. Thanks for joining us for the C3 Victory Podcast. We would love to see you at one of our services. To find out more, visit us online at c3victory.org.au or check us out on Facebook or Instagram.